My fellow Victorians, I am humbled by this finals loss, but FES is honoured to be given the opportunity to serve you as the only podcast for Melbourne Victory fans. It's Dave here, your host, and tonight we don't mourn, we look ahead. In tonight's FES Cabinet meeting, I am joined by the Minister of People's Affairs, the Honourable Bud Zwanski. Good evening, sir. Hey, mate. Clarky, how is everybody after what was um, a shock to the system? The season ends, but FES keeps on vucking for one more week. It's a pleasure to be here for my people. Yes, yes. As as you alluded to there, the, the other individual getting behind that navy blue pulpit this week is a man who's Portfolio is bigger than most. The Minister for Herbal Affairs, Craft Beer and Metal, the Honourable Clarky. Good evening, sir. <laughs> Dave Buds, how are you guys? Um, look, I'm I'm a little bit heartbroken still, and it, it'll take some time, but it, it could be much worse. Um, you know, we were heartbroken and hopeless last year, but this, this heartbreak is surely going to spur us on. This is only the beginning for this era of the VUX. So whilst I'm, I'm pretty flat, um, I'm already looking towards next season and, and how we can improve and how we will improve. No doubt, no doubt. And, and what a podcast we have in store for you all this evening because together, VUXers, we will sign off this season. We will talk about the tragic debacle that was the 4-2 aggregate loss, but... You know, the second leg was really where it all fell apart. So, it's, and, and we'll, we'll talk about the, the balls of steel because we had a finals series for that that you guys uh, kicked off last week in my absence. And we've got a winner for that particular, I guess, section of the balls of steel. Uh, but I think what most listeners this week will be interested in is our review. We're going to take, uh, I guess, a, a big picture look at the, I guess, yeah, after we'll peel away that disappointment and, and assess essentially what was an incredible season. Uh, talk about, you know, ratings for players, potentially which players will stay and go. And there's there's a bunch of tidbits as well, isn't there, Clarky? Yeah, there is. It's... um. We're going to go out with this season with a bang, so um, hopefully we can squeeze that last little bit of content out for you all. But um, yeah, as you said, there's there's still plenty to be um pretty proud of this season, and um, it's going to be nice to sort of uh, review that with you guys, and then look ahead, look ahead to the future of Melbourne Victory, look ahead to the future of FES. What um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting episode, despite the uh, the sombre start. Correct, correct. The club is in good hands. FBS is in good hands. And that's the podcast you're listening to. Mon the Vuck. Mon the Vuck. Okay, gentlemen. A 4-1 result. One that started to, to look like we'd be okay when we had uh, our player of the final series, no doubt, Jake Brimmer, equalise after Prejevich, who I heard today described as the discount Ibrahimovic. Um, 
the, the, the VUC dominated this game on a number of key metrics, but it was a case of not creating enough. Uh, and I think it's fair to say, gentlemen, that a case of Popovich finally being outcoached. Um, now, look, there's a lot to reflect with this game, but I think from a football perspective, you know, if you were a neutral and if you know, the three of us take our black glasses off, this was a sensational game of football, it has to be said. You know, and you can sort of, I mean, it's obviously hurts to lose, but we are now taking that, that long view of things because this is a new era. Now, I want to throw to you, Budza, first because, you know, it, it, it's something that, you know, um, I was I was crook this whole last week. You guys got to the game, and I want to hear it from you blokes who were there. How did the night pan out? What went wrong? How did you feel? The I reckon within the first 10 minutes, I turned around to Clark. I said, we're fucked. Yeah, you um, did too. I, I was like, there's still time. No, nah, I said we're fucked. Yeah. Um, and you could just see it. There was um there was a lot of flat footed, low energy, um unorganized, no dynamic kind of play going on. Uh, I was I was shocked to see Spiranovic start. I really thought that Hamill would would start. Um, apart from that, you know, I thought we would go for the jugular within the first couple of minutes um, mm. to you know, get them on the hop and get a you know a two nil lead. And I, you know, I probably got ahead of myself like the players. I think we played like a team that got ahead of ourselves and. Thought it was a fait accompli that we would um, end end the night in the grand final. Um, they did not fire a shot in the first leg, and you know we just did a, we did a podcast. You know, we we didn't really give them much of a chance through what they'd shown us. And whatever Aloisi did in that week leading up to that game had them absolutely cherry ripe and firing. And Priovic was a handful for us. Uh, Connor Payne was a handful for us. I thought uh, Risden was um, excellent. I thought Kilkenny was his uh, annoying best. And, mm-hmm. you know, they had Kilkenny playing an excellent game while. We probably had Josh Belante play his probably worst game for us for the year. Um, unfortunately, I think we we just lacked everything on the evening. Um, and OSM were great. Uh, the South End was the South End. It was about 15,000 people there. It was a Saturday night. You know, we were 1-0 up going in. And unfortunately, um, there were a few guys that, didn't perform on the Tuesday night that for us that didn't perform again. And it was super, super disappointing. It was massively disappointing. And um, they smashed us. They absolutely smashed us. Yeah. I think, 
I felt like the victory, probably pretty much like what we probably did as well, Bud. So we got a bit of ahead of ourselves. And and I think the boys on the park didn't really pay the respect to the occasion and to the tie um, that it deserved. And I think that they, that Western took full advantage of that. We were clearly just going through the motions. There was a lack of urgency and a lack of care. And just, it felt like we were just, oh, well, we'll get through this and, and get on to next week. But there was still a game to be won despite one goal advantage. And we just didn't pay respect to the, uh, to the occasion, I thought. A bit of bathwater consumed, chaps. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that, and I think it permeated through every layer of the club, um, ourselves included. Uh, you know, I think that, that situation of, of heading into the second leg with a lead, knowing full well that we'd have an entire stadium behind us um, for that second leg. Um, uh, and I, I think when I say it permeated through the whole club, I, I think John Aloisi got the better of Tom, Tony Popovich on the night, uh, nullified our threats. You know, uh, there, there, there's players as well that have had form lapses at the wrong time. Um, mm. and, 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 you know, I, I am not going to be, you know, singling anyone out, but, you know, they, they nullified our wide threats that have serviced us extremely well throughout this season and had us punching well above our weight in terms of expectation. But, yeah, um, it's... Yeah, well, look, Falami and Rojas did not play well in leg one. <laughs> And they mm, yeah. did not play. They did not play well in leg two either. Um, I didn't think we got much out of daggers. Um, Marchan was excellent. Brimmer was excellent, but that's pretty much where it ended. I didn't think the back four did a great job at all. No. Um, Priyavich was a handful, and we were in trouble from the get go because they looked dangerous every time they went forward. Yeah, we, we needed to show a, we needed to show a bit more. I think if if as you said, Budzo, if we had started a bit stronger as well and looked to go for it as well, then it's then you you're going sort of pound for pound and then it, it's on. But again, we just felt like we were inviting them in and thought that we could absorb. And and if you look at the season on a whole and you, and you say, you know, well, some people had some of their worst worst games of, of the season, you're probably right, but that's also like 16 games unbeaten is a blessing and a curse because <laughs> it's going to come to it's an end come. at some point, isn't it? Yeah. And I think we all probably thought that, oh, you know, going to finals, it's great momentum, but it also has to end at some point against quality opposition. But none of us actually sort of vocalized that for fear of it happening. And it, <laughs> I guess it kind of just happened on its own. Um, I wasn't as pessimistic as Bud's. Um, I, I put value in that, in that one goal lead. And, uh, when I when I called Jake Brimmer up over the wall, near post, free kick, huge, huge moment. I was going to mention this uh, massive <laughs> moment. Um, I turned around to Clarkie and I was like, "Fuck, we need to score here. We have to." And I was just like, "We're fucked. We're fucked. We are playing like shit." He looked at me, and goes, "This is going top corner. This is going top corner." Turned around, <laughs> it went top. We went, it went top <laughs> corner, and it was like, oh, it was, Lally. it was, it was. Yeah, it was a moment. It was actually a moment. It was it was amazing. I'll never forget that. But then I was kind of like, okay, I trust, I trust this side, I trust this side, okay. 
we're, we're still in the box seat. We're 2-1 up. It's all right. You know, people are... People are like, what does this mean? Are we are we are we winning or blah 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 <laughs> on the terrace? You know, um, it's like, yeah, we're fine, we're fine. Okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And we fucking ch- <laughs> we choked, we choked after halftime. We just that second half performance was abysmal. We blew it. Uh, we choked, and um, Tony Popovich's A League Finals record takes another hit. Unfortunately, um, I thought he was too slow making his subs. We didn't really change much. Mm-hmm. Um, and the subs um, had minimal impact. Um, yeah, every, every, everyone had a shot. one of them. Yeah, every, everyone had a, yeah, well, you, mm. talk about, you can, you guys can talk about that. Don't forget that thought. Now, all I'll say is the only thing that made it easier for, and everyone, look, I'll fast forward to the end. Everyone fucked off early, and that was fair enough. Even Clarky went elsewhere, and I had no one to have beer with at the pub afterwards. Uh, everyone, oh. every time I every time I walked to go up and down, people were like, "Hey, where's your fix now, buds? Where's your oh. fix now?" So I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, I was copping that kind <laughs> of shit too." Relax, yeah, um, people. Yeah, I was fun, um, <laughs> but I was like, oh. "Oh, fuck!" Like, and um. I missed the Wales goal because I was walking to try and get a beer because I was so nervous. I just needed to calm down with a beer. And the bars, like, finished super early. And to think that, you know, I was, like, in this alternate reality where we're getting steamrolled, we're losing. Mm. It's only fucking quarter to seven at night still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got to remember that. The bars are closing and I'm like, and this guy's like, no, nah, you can't have a drink. And I'm like, I'm at the line here. He's like, it's closed. It's closed. It's closed. And I'm like, that where is the, the worst. F- where am I? Like, what's going on here? This is mm. fucked. Anyway, uh, the only thing that made getting the train home easier on my own was knowing that we didn't do that against Melbourne City in a grand final. <laughs> that's all. That would have hurt a lot more. If, then if, that's, if, that's currency we, to them. Yeah, and we had that we had that performance in us to do that at mm-hmm. home with everything 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 stacked in our favor. Um and we had that in us, so we blew it and um the A League this year is going to get the grand final and the crowd that it deserves. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. I mean, you talked about moments, you know, and and, and the and the Bruma moment, but you know what? There were other moments. Uh, it was. It wasn't until the second half where it all went pear shaped. Uh, and look, the, the penalty shout. We have to talk about that because it was reviewed by VAR. The decision was upheld. A real sliding doors moment in the game. You felt in terms of momentum because after that, it certainly fell apart. But then we also had chances for Marjota. He hits the bar. The post, sorry. Oh, icon blazes oh. wide. Yeah, we weren't without opportunities to at least just stay in the hunt, and then of course we've thrown everything forward. Yeah, it's I don't count. You don't, you don't count the fourth goal. You can't. No, like, in, no, in, exactly. rea- in, re- in reality, in like you know the phases of play, yeah. the fourth goal was just the consequence of desperation in what was it the 99th minute. Um, yeah, and going, going for it, so I'm fine with that. The, the contest was buried. If we hadn't have yeah. thrown everyone forward, then I would have been even more disappointed. And 
the only person that's actually remembering that goal is Dylan Wenzel Halls because he's that kind of operator. Um, yeah, and it's not taking anything away from their performance because we've basically sat here for ten minutes saying how how badly they pummeled us. So, well, they they played exa- they did exactly what they needed to do um, off the back of that second leg, and I think John Aloisi, what he's probably harnessed this season is is siege mentality. You know, is mm. he's probably leaned into this like. Look at us. They they make fun of us because we don't have a home and we play whatever. Nobody thought, like, nobody thinks we're mm. going to be around in two seasons. Nobody rates me as a coach. That's why I got this gig. Like, nobody yeah. gives a fuck about you. And he's tapped into that. And he's like, go at him. Everyone expects them to win. No one expects us to win. They don't expect us to lose. So just go out there and fucking give it a crack. And that's what they did. And then they played some exceptionally good stuff, which was, you know, yeah, it's on it's on the counter-attack, but I think that's how you need to um, break down a Melbourne victory side who is the best defensive line in the competition. And they, they did it extremely well. Yeah, a lot of people that's... are talking about this. Sorry, a lot of people are talking about right. that as an amazing game of football. And I, I was too caught up in the emotion and the nervousness, and I haven't brought myself to watch the replays um i i will because people are talking about it as an incredible game of football and i think you've you've said that dave um you at home able to watch it um so i'll I'll be interested in that but yeah aloisi touched up popper in a big way yeah and i think that's a very interesting talking point because he has been much maligned, I think, at times unfairly so, and I've called that out on this podcast because, remember, gentlemen, the job was between Tony Popovich and John Aloisi, the Melbourne victory job. So it's an incredible scenario. Again, sliding doors sort of moment. And I've got to take my hat off to JA. I mean, and to Western United to a lesser extent. I mean, if we take those buck lenses off for just one moment, I know it's hard, but if they can just get that fucking stadium happening, they'll at least have some more credibility. But, look, we've given them something now to talk about, uh, something special for them as fans, I guess, uh, to have in their folklore, which is unfortunate, but I'm not too down about it. I'm not too down about it because here's why. Just look at the incredible and momentous support led by Original Style Melbourne um, in that North Terrace on Saturday night. That that was just insane. Clarky. It was absolutely remarkable. There were times where we were at the back of the South End and they were so loud we had to literally talk over them from from the opposite end of the stadium. I don't think I've ever heard that loud ever before from from a Northern Terrace performance. It was remarkable at, at times where the, the the team didn't seem to even want it, but you could tell that the Terrace wanted it. They were trying to suck the ball in. It was it was absolutely remarkable the noise that and they nice made. Nice Tifo as well. Uh, you know, it just looked tremendous. Um, and it's 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 the culmination of, and we talked about this in our group chats during the week, of 
uh, a dialogue that is clearly now functioning between the club and active support to the extent that, and you know, the three of us have been around for a very long time at this club and well aware of the continual uh, issues that have plagued the relationship between active support in all its guises over you know more than a decade. Um, it's it's good for a season, then there's you know two seasons or three seasons of downtime, down periods because you can't just get get going. And you saw OSM's statement on Facebook during the week calling out the efforts of Caroline Carnegie to sort of really foster and uh, maintain this relationship, which has seen them grow from strength to strength. And I've got to take my hat off. It's been amazing. That was a that was a real turning point of an announcement from from OSM or any sort of Melbourne Victory supporter group. I don't think I've ever seen that it's, sort it's of the first time, a, a, acknowledgement ever. Even, um, even it, in the BWB days, that wouldn't have really happened, even though you know, that was not, I guess, it was always like, nah, we do our own thing and the club. But this is them being on the same page to achieve great things. And what can I say? It's it's just amazing. Yeah, it goes to show um, we weren't wrong when we were saying how bad the uh, the Jacobs error was and calling that out last year. <laughs> it's amazing what a year can can make. But look, the I think just to, to round off, I think... Mm. The game, I think, um, the season ending with you know, Marjota fluffing a a chance from point blank in front, and Icon being a a very 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 late sub and you know, blazing wide and missing is probably sums up sums up the year from those guys and. Um, what what could have been with a uh, the performances from the marquee and the international number nine, if you can mm. call him, if you can call him a nine, um, and where where we can improve, but it, very disappointing end to what what's been a good season. Yeah, it yeah. has. I think we've we've restored pride uh, this season to the club. Uh, I think it's fair to say we've bossed the league on just about every metric except finishing first. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you can't you can't discount the fact that this club has won silverware this season in not just the men's but the women's. Um, we reminded everyone as well in this league and in Australian football that without us, there's pretty much no A League, and that will become more apparent. Uh, as this grand final uh, happens this weekend. Now, that might be perceived in some quarters, what I've just said, as, as arrogance, but it's not. It's the reality of, of the situation. Uh, the whole league these past few years has been a shambles, and we feel like we've said it before many times on this podcast, but this coming off-season is the biggest off-season ever uh, because we've talked constantly about where the league is at as a whole. We've got our house in order now. Now it's up to the rest of the league to do so as well. So I agree, Buds. Let's close it out. Let's put this season behind us in terms of uh, that result. Talk about the uh, Balls of Steel finals edition. Uh, who would like to announce the 
votes for the game just gone and then also the final leaderboard. I'll take it. Three votes to Jake Brimmer, two votes to Ray Marcan, and one vote to Roderick R- Rodwick Miranda. Um, that's the same top three in just a different order than last week. So Jake Brimmer on six votes, Miranda on three votes, and Marcan on three votes, or Marzan, mm. as Dave likes to say. <laughs> As I believe Ray Marksan likes to say, but uh, <laughs> he's going to be uh, a big topic for us as we review the season and review our squad and their efforts. We'll get to that in just a moment. You're listening to For Buck's Sake. Okay, gentlemen, as we peel away that disappointment from, as you said, Buds, from what was an incredible season considering where we came from. You know, we were second in the regular season, top four in finals. I think there's no doubt that the Buck will use this heartbreak to come back stronger. Clarkie, you mentioned this early on in the piece in this podcast, that this era, this Melbourne Victory era, comprising of Tony Popovich, John Didalitza, Caroline Carnegie, it's just the beginning of, of this era. And, you know, the club's in good hands. So, Clarky, with that in mind, um, how, how do you, like, you want to summarise some thoughts on, you know, the, the, a report card for those guys and do you, you know, want to add anything to what I've said there? No, well, yeah, it's it's been a remarkable season. If you had to come to me at, at the start of the season and said, Tony Vich is going gonna, is gonna to take over, there's going to be wholesale changes um, the women are going to win the league again. Um, the club is going to perform on the pitch um, and is going to be a, a shining beacon off the pitch with fan engagement and um, community and, and social projects like the, the Afghani women's national team. I would have gone, uh, are you insane? Melbourne Victory doesn't do this. They just look after their own and, and get on their way. But there's been a total transformation of this football club. Um, from top to bottom and it's something that we can all be proud of we all feel valued as fans I think as the, as you know OSM or the previous Northern Terrace groups um, even just fans that, that you know aren't affiliated with those we just want to feel like valued members that we matter in this club and and they've done that this season we feel like we're being heard we we feel like we're appreciated and I think you keep the fans on side, everything else will just fall into place because, you know, Vux were losing, the victory were losing Vux hand over fist and it's they've just turned it around in such a remarkable way. So in terms of off the pitch, it, it has to be an A. Like, it, it's absolutely, we have some elite operators at this club, JD, CC and Tony Popovich. That's why I'm not sad because if it's not this season, It'll be next season, and then it'll be the season after that. This is only just the beginning, as you said, Dave. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably a good time for FBS to really um, just thank the club, you know, in terms of the engagement that they've uh, provided for us. Um, you know, and I think it's been a bit of a rough year for us in terms of. Uh, 
commitments and and obviously COVID stuff as well, a range of factors, and we had to we had a lot of more a lot more plans uh, that we had to put on a, on the back burner, but. You know, we're looking to really kind of grow that relationship. And, you know, it, it started at the very beginning in the off-season, you know, with them reaching out to to ask us to announce to the world the arrival of uh, Ivan Kelleva. So, and Buds, I mean, you you look back at that uh, moment and, you know, that, that was just an, an incredible thing and probably in, in Australian football just unheard of up until that point. Yeah, probably, probably the only other club that had done it to anywhere near that level was probably the Wanderers, um, with their with their fan engagement. Um, but yeah, definitely breaking new ground for Melbourne victory. Um, and you know, it was a long time coming. It was something that we'd been working towards for quite a long time. We'd been knocking on the door to see. Yeah, how we could work together, and it never eventuated. And it was it was a big breakthrough year this year, which was very pleasing and and great to see. And you you could tell you could tell um, very early on uh, once the Popovich reign and the Caroline Carnegie and the the John Didlitza reign, and after the the fan forum that they had, that the the wheel was really turning back towards the fans and a, a steady prosperous club. Yep, yep. And I think that's a good opportunity for us to head into our player reviews. We're going to provide a grading for each and every one of our players, probably not every single player on the list, uh, but we will endeavour to get through it all. And I think the format, it's probably best if I um, run through, you know, from goalkeeper through to the, the, the attack um, and you boys provide me with your gradings. How does that sound? Does that work work for you blokes? Um, yeah, good. We'll we'll start with our goalkeeping stocks. Now we have to talk first and foremost about the keeper that appeared the most for us this season. That's Ivan Kelleva. How would you grade him, gents? Um, and I can see Clarky wants to go first. Oh, no, I was just going to talk to Buds. I think I feel like. <laughs> Ivan needs two scores. He needs off-field performance and, and on-field performance. What do you reckon, Budza? He seems to have been um seems to have been the club's go-to guy for um social media engagement. And he is definitely the um the self-nominated um squad member to get the mega and do the dancing and um, <laughs> really immerse his time in Melbourne. So off the field, you can't help but give him an A. Uh, he's been he's been amazing and he was uh, exceptional to us with his time and his um, you know willingness to chew the fat with us in his hotel room during um, during lockdowns uh, away from his wife and kids and. You've got to remember that too. He was he was away from his family for most of the season. I think they only got here around Christmas time, once the country mm. started to open up, and that's so that's that's really hard, really hard on him. But um, on the field, uh, you probably say, look, he was 
he ended his time here preemptively um, with that performance on the weekend. We didn't really touch on his performance in the game review, but he was pretty terrible with Mm. some of his positioning. Um, Yeah. And that's what you'd expect. And you'd probably say he was probably about a four out of 10 on the weekend. And the couple, I don't reckon he had a 10 out of 10 keeping performance. Um, I don't think he pulled a 10 out of 10 this year. I don't think he actually, I don't think he, he actually didn't have a won. worldie. No, nah, he, he didn't like un, unlike a Jamie Young who yeah, had fuck. Yeah, fucking that guy, fuck me. Um <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Like serious anyway, that's, that's um <laughs> <All right. laughs> I reckon See? he's probably See? a six yeah, six and a half out of ten. So you're looking in C territory. Yeah. He's a C, unfortunately, and Maybe even a high five point eight or something like that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, yeah, he's a C. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Matt Acton really only played, I think, once, <laughs> like once or twice. Uh, once in the league and, and, and in the Asian Champions League. I think we can just skip ahead through to the defenders. Um, hey, what about what about Lord Tyson? I think Jared Tyson. He pretty much won. <laughs> he pretty much won us the FFA Cup. <laughs> Yeah, A plus, A plus. Pretty much want us the FFA. You know, for the content, you know what's, for the content you know what's of stuff me here? I'm looking at the the, the list of, of players, and of course, he's no longer a current player, so he's not appearing yeah, there. So I apologize. I apologize to Jared Tyson, but yeah, that is uh, well said because yeah, at a certain point, he was uh, integral to our hopes <laughs> and a key part of that. Uh, we we won one. We, yeah, we won one. one there's three trophies on offer in a season. We won one of them, and Lord Tyson, mm. big, 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 big Tyson. Welcome back anytime, uh, as uh, Lord Tyson. All right, the defenders. I'm going to start with Brendan Hamill. Now, this signing, I remember when it happened. The three of us were discussing it, and yep. there were. Yeah, I think Clark, you in particular, not so much scathing, but you were a little bit ho hum about it all. I was fairly okay with it, but um, yeah. How, how do we grade Brendan Hamill's season? You go first. Me? Oh well, yeah. I was absolutely skeptical. Um, I saw him nothing more than just sort of bench fodder. Um, for when the A graders went down. Um, I, I will. Happily admit that, but for me, season based on where my expectations were and his actual output, he's an A. He was outstanding. I think consistently wise, he was our most consistent central defender. Um, the others may have had better individual, better peaks, but they probably had sort of lower, lower performances. He was absolutely phenomenal based on where I thought. He would be, and he is an extremely important part of this team now. Um, so for me, it's an A. A for me too. I saw him as um, you know, just a, a like for like for Donicky coming in. I was like, okay, like, which Hamill are we getting? If if it's the Western United Hamill, or who knows? You know, no one was very excited about this, but yeah, I think you've summed it up perfectly. Um, if you um, rel- to relative uh, output. That's an A for me. He was durable. 22, 22 games and three goals as well. He was um he was good value, very good value. 
it's what we wanted when you're called upon when you're called upon and you just perform it was just it was no worries it was oh hamill's coming on or hamill's starting there was no like oh that's a downgrade it was like it very came apparent very quickly that it was fine like he on that performance he'd start in any other central defense in the league in my opinion so yeah well so gents let's move on to our left back and balls of steel winner jason allen davidson uh i think the the, the chorus uh from the three of us on this will be fairly unanimous budza yeah davo's been an a this season for sure balls of steel winner um huge moment in the ffa cup final um drive driving force all year has um kept a few wingers and attackers in his pocket as well this year um just brilliant to watch home and away he's been great value yeah. echo those sentiments um if if we can go high i'd even give him perfect marks a plus uh he he's been outstanding he's ev- but he's everything we'd hoped he would be so yeah um yeah. you know I, we knew what we were getting with dave and we knew if he he brought it um we'd be in for a good time and, and never have I had seen someone from sort of a wide defensive area have so much impact on the entire back four. Um, usually it's, it's your blokes right in the middle that are, he's, he's ridiculous. He's far too good for this league. And I hope he continues mm-hmm. to just big fish it with us for a few years. Um, enjoying being back home because he's outrageously too good for this this league even at this level he should be in the socceroos like he should mm-hmm. be a starting mm-hmm. socceroo no ifs or buts agreed agreed okay jason Garrier, right back for this season and yeah a ma- another mainstay in that back four and gee it's yeah just to, for, to allow me to reflect how how incredible it has been to largely have uh yeah a back four that stayed intact for most of it. Yes, there was some chopping and changing and some musical chairs, but, you know, we knew who our best back four was or, you know, and, and, and confidence in all of them. Who wants to go first on Jace Garrier? Uh, Jace Garrier, much, much the same as Davo. Um, maybe not as, as flashy as Davo, but incredible year, like solid year. Um, hit the scoreboard, uh, very durable. Thirty, he played thirty matches. Yeah, he played thirty matches. Um, I'd say the the block he came into his own in our sixteen matches unbeaten as well. Uh, he finished the season off like a steam train. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't get beat. Didn't get beaten much. Very durable. Um, just incredible. He's He's going to play 200 games for this club. I hope he, he stays Melbourne victory for the rest of his career. I love having him in the back four. He's one of our own. Yeah, spot on, Budza. Um, yeah, probably was in the shadow of Davo's hair and and just the, the Davo hype train. But but Gary just went about his business as he's always done in a Vuck shirt. Um, just minimum fuss. And, and you just, yeah. And then... To his credit, he started to really shine in that in that second half of the season, as you said, in the unbeaten run. And 
people started to go, wait a minute, like we've got the best two wide defenders in the league, which mm. I completely think we do. So, yeah, I would give Jason an, an A as well. Okay, very good. Let's churn through the rest of the defence uh, quickly. Um, Matthew Spiranovic, um, Budza, how would you see his efforts this season? How would you summarize it? It's too hard, to be honest. Um, it's actually really hard to to rate him. I think probably getting as many games out of him as we did, uh, very big surprise. Um, ended up playing 17 matches for us. And um, you know, he's a smart player. He's a great player. I'd probably give him a... A B minus um, for the performances mm-hmm. that he put in. Um, just prob- probably also he um, he worked well with either partner that he played with. So he, I think we've got to almost mark the the defense as a collective as well because the amount of interchanging they did in the beginning of the season was quite phenomenal as well and. They all seem to be on the same page, but I'm I'm, hap- I'm happily giving Spiranovic a B minus, and almost an A just to see him in a Melbourne Victory shirt because it's been a wet dream. Of, it's been a wet dream of ours for a long time to get some, <laughs> to get him in our shirt, and it's kind of surreal to see it. Roderick Miranda, uh, I'll give you guys a, a breather. I, I think you know, as as the season wore on, uh, he shaped into the kind of defender that we were seeking in terms of a visa defender, uh, smart on the ball, a ball-playing defender, unafraid of a good through ball or a pass, unafraid of taking some of the opposition midfield on, cultured, just had that ability to be in the right positions as well defensively. I would... I would have to say, for me, it's a B plus. Yeah. As a collective of the season, the back end of the season was certainly better than the front end as he acclimatised to the league. How would you see it? I agree, absolutely. Um, he's only 31 years old as well, so uh, he's... Got to um, keep him, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's... Yeah, you're right. He's. We've always been searching for that Matthew Delpierre uh Replacement while he's not Del Pierre, he's 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 the closest we've had since, and we've had but we, yeah, we've had some shockers. That's a low bar, yeah. And he's he's great. I I really like I like him marshalling the defense, Stefan Negro, Budzer. So, bit part player, but you know, still an important cog, yeah, very bit part player. Um. There's not really a heck of a lot we can expect from uh, from Steph this year. Didn't really do anything great, really didn't do anything wrong either, so I'll give him a C plus. Let's shuffle on to the midfield. Um, look, there's a couple of players that appeared here and there. For timekeeping purposes, I'm just going to stick to those that played you know, what I would call notable minutes. Let's start with Burke and Kadar. Uh, he's been at the club for some time, struggled to break through this season, as you would expect, but still um, played here and there. Who, who wants to offer their thoughts on young Burkan? 
he's in a tough situation. Um, it's always going to be tough to break into a Melbourne victory side that's going reasonably well in his his kind of position. Um, we've put a lot of time into Burkhan. He's a, he's a he's been a disappointing one for me. He had opportunities throughout this season, throughout the cup run, to really sort of stake a claim, and I really feel like he didn't. Um, Still only twenty though. That's the, I know. That's the thing that I would sort of footnote there. Yeah, absolutely, but. I don't know. It's just, I don't see a way for him into the midfield. If, if Jake Brimmer, Josh Berlanta, and, and we retain Marchand, um, I just don't see how he gets an opportunity if the, unless, you know, we have a monumental collapse of, um, you know, injuries. But mm. look, it's hard to judge when you haven't played that much, but I still f- felt disappointed from the opportunities he's had. So I'd give him like a, a D plus into a C minus. I don't know about you, Budzer. Yeah, I echo your sentiments, um, especially in regards to his FFA Cup performances. There's games, especially against Gold Coast United and Adelaide City, where he really could have bossed the midfield or just shown shown a bit more than he did. Um and that's not going to win. It's not going to win you starts over you know, some of the midfield players that we've got. And he is twenty. He is um, you know, still developing as a player. Uh, I don't know where he sits in this squad moving forward, unfortunately. And he's one that we've desperately wanted to see a lot from. So yeah, yeah, I'm probably aligned. I'm aligned with you on the on on the ranking. Okay, Jake Brimmer. Brimmer season, baby. Um, started like a freight train. Went a little bit quiet when the team went a bit quiet and finished like a freight train. And um, look, uh, while the team struggled to create chances, he hit two absolute... Um, call them worldies but you know class class finishes that you know gave us goals in our uh semi-finals he's been incredible this season and i would give him an a minus yeah okay I absolutely agree yeah he's still got you know he's still got things he can work on with his game and i i hope he he does but um you know, I'd like to know how long he's got in his contract left. He's 24 now. Um, he's playing some great football and you know, he potentially could head over to one of the Asian leagues, I think. Mm. He's maturing in front of our eyes, is Jake. Um, you know, it, it's, it's easy to forget that he's only 24, given how much relative A-league experience he has. Um and the most pleasing thing for me with Jake was, was he he grew as the games got more important. That's a really good sign for a ten. And, and some leadership, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's not he's nowhere near the finished article, um, but it's it's nice to see that growth and that growth as a person. He looks settled and happy in Melbourne. He's he's maturing as a, as a dad, but as a player, it's he's learning that how to not just drift out of games to constantly stay in the game and 
yeah, I hope he st- sticks around for another season or two as well. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. I, um, last year he looked, he played some okay football last year, but ultimate last season ultimately looked unhappy and no, you know, no surprise why. But this is you, you'd count this is his first um, you know, proper season with the mm-hmm. victory after last year's debacle, and he's been excellent. He's been excellent. I um be interesting to see where he finishes in the victory medal because he'll be right up there. He'll be right up there, absolutely. All right, Captain Josh Berlante. Um, but, you know, my, my personal perspective is that uh, he's performed admirably, you know, played most games, uh, leader on the park in terms of the role that was asked of him to play. He, he slotted in in terms of the, the, the club culture extremely well. Um, it's a... It's a it's a B, B-plus for me in terms of his output this season. Would you always tend to agree? Yeah. Josh is a is a kind of guy that's it's really hard to rate because his his role mm. is never flashy. Um, but it, it's that sort of job that he does day in, day out, week in, week out, that um, successful teams need to have on the park. So, yeah, I, I'd probably give him a B-plus. Um, and that's that's probably because his his midfield partner um, is probably taking half a grade off him um, because we know what to expect from Josh, and I think he he gave us exactly what we were expecting and what we needed. Yeah, he did not let us down in that respect. He was one that I'd always admired from Sydney. Um, him and O'Neill in that partnership were pretty unstoppable, and. Um, and went to City for that little bit. Went to Janti, and I was excited when we signed him. I was very excited. It was a, it was a it was a signing of intent, and it was one that the fan base actually you know didn't care that he played for the other two either because they knew we've been crying out for a Mark Milligan replacement oh. for so long, and he did that. Just he did it seamlessly. Uh, we we finally got that that Valeri Milligan role taken care of and he did it incredibly well so yeah b b plus for me raymond marxan vidal our spanish defensive midfielder best on ground for me in in the game just gone pretty much um and at his best just a joy to watch the way he plugged those holes and positioned himself defensively. Clarky. Ryan Martin is fucking good at football. Mm. Um, he's fucking grouse. We need to sign him. Like, he is a huge part of our success this year um, and the unbeaten run. And and the lowest parts of our season, no coincidence that it coincides when he wasn't there. Um, he's everywhere. He's everywhere when we need him, him to be. Yeah. He's he's a firefighter. He's he's a terrier. He's he just does all the fucking dirty shit. Um, <laughs> and and he's no and he's cultured too. He's like exactly. You know, he's yeah. he, he's he's a cultured player. He's he's a fucking phenomenal A League signing. You know, you get these. You've, you've we've had so many come into this league that are you know. Hack European have, central midfielders, just yeah, but, oh. but that that have been to the you know that have come from good youth setups and 
this guy actually looks like he learnt his craft at you know youth setups in Real Madrid and Valencia and Celta mm. Vigo, you know, like big clubs with industrious players. Like he's got culture, but in, he's industrious. He's hard as nails. He's fucking great. Like yeah. there's the football culture side of it, right? That he has made very apparent to us all. But I think culture fit organizationally, it has worked. Yeah, because yeah. you can sense just from his body language, his attitude, even his tweets, you know, post that loss, you know, he, he tweeted about how much it hurt and now we're going to pick ourselves up. And so I think that's often not taken into account in terms of foreigners, particularly you know, they, that buy-in and investment that they make in the A-League. He's yeah, a proper think, pro. He's yeah, a proper yeah, he's, pro. He's a proper pro and he was a big head scratcher. People were like, what the fuck is this signing? Like, you know. Mm. Like and and Dora, what the hell? Like, you know, people were pretty sketchy on this one. Um, this was probably the one that people were the sketchiest on. And you know, we're coming from a long way. That and Yvonne, yeah. Yeah, we're coming from a long way back. Um, and this one gives me full hope that um whoever's doing the signing for us, um sorry, whoever's doing the scouting for us, whether it be White Scout or whether it be Popper and a team, um, I've got full faith that they'll get another one. If they get another one in, in this mould, wherever the position may be, we're, we're set because Ray is he's fucking good at footy. Yeah, he's fucking <laughs> grouse at it. What, A+. Plus? Uh, yeah, I'll, a. Give a, I'll give him an A. No, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give Ray an A+, plus because... Our season was fucking great with him in it, and it was fucking shit when he was not available. So he, yeah. he's our barometer. All right. Uh, Lee Broxham to close out the midfield, gentlemen. Oh, God, I don't know. It's Broxy. I guess you just you give him a, a B, like, and move him on. Like, I don't know. That doesn't want to be disrespectful. Yeah, I, know, I know. We know what we get from Broxham That's right. after all these broken. years, and, and he just does the same. He plugs holes. Oh, we're fucked. Lee, get in there. You got it, Skip. Like, he just yeah. does it. And, like, he just does it. And he's grass. I love Broxy. Let's move into the front third. Um, and we're going to start with probably the one that will elicit the biggest discussion. And that's Christopher James Economides. Uh, Bud's. I can see you, you, you're gearing up here because, like, I mean, we all, we all, you know, got a little bit moist down below when we <laughs> realised that Icon was on his way because one of Popper's boys, but one that uh, superb age, fringe soccerroo, you know, at his best, you know, particularly in that Perth season, tearing the league to shreds. We knew that there was the injury, but we knew that it was the back end of it. We were excited. It's been disappointing, ultimately. Um, how would you mark Mr. Economides? Uh, he's been really bad. It's it's It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked out. Yeah. yeah. At least he has that 
I thought, look, that goal in the FFA Cup final was just like a, yeah, fuck yeah. This is the springboard, bro. Nah. Yeah. No springboard. No ceilings. (laughs) No shortcuts. Nothing. (laughs) Like, nothing. There Um, was that game that he played at at 10. Do you remember when um, he he, he looked comfortable in that role? But it just hasn't worked out, has it? It didn't look, he didn't look comfortable from the get go, from the first game in Geelong. The first game in Geelong didn't look comfortable. He's, he, he, he's like, he's two degrees away from like football wasteland. Well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. He's, yet. no, I'm saying his body. Yeah, he's maybe. Twen- he's 27 years old and he's barely played a hundred games. First, yeah. first team football. Like he's, he is, he really needs to have a season next year. Um, yeah. I, I'm I think pre- that's I'm, where we land I, on him because I'm he's, prepared. he's still contracted. So Yeah, I'm prepared it, to – the... okay, where I see with him, sorry, where I see with him, if someone came in and wanted him to buy to buy him, I would not be upset. But hmm. I'm, also, I'm also okay to – But no one's buying him. <laughs> no one's buying him. We've got so, him at least for another season. Um, what do you probably do with him? two. Well, look, I am I'm gonna be a bit of an optimist here and say that yes, it has been extremely disappointing. Um, we touted him as the blue chip attacker this season on this very podcast. Um, and it hasn't worked out, but I've copped vibes of just lack of confidence in himself and his body, um, not too dissimilar to Marco Rojas of even last year. Um, I think, yes, let's not grade his entire time with us on this season. It has been disappointing, but his class is undoubted when he's fit and he's confident in himself. Um, I think we judge him more holistically on next season, but you know what? He's also put added pressure. He needs to bring it now um, because it was so bad. It was an F. Like, uh, I love Chris Economides and his season has been an F. He didn't score a goal in the league. No. Did he? No. No. He didn't score a goal in the league. He got maybe two assists. Was two it? assists. Two assists. That's that's for yeah. for one point three million dollars over three years or whatever he's rumored to be getting paid. That's that's not good enough. We'll talk about other attackers that maybe not good enough on the coin sooner, but that's mm. not good enough. But look, yeah, he's the best thing at the best look, I suppose the best thing. The best thing about Icon and Victory is that he's got another year to do it. Yep. If we can keep the nucleus of this squad together and he has a good preseason and he's confident in his body, etc., and everything works, then Melbourne Victory goes up a serious level. I'm, so, I'm with I'm with Clarky. I think um Next year is the the acid test, you know, the, and I think um, you'll come good. But we've got to move on, guys. Let's talk about Francesco Margiotta. Bank the Frank. Um, you still oh, on oh, that, Budza? Controversial. Um, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I'd love to know how much he's on. That, that, that'd, 
that would be the the, the key to like what's the, the guess key? like four hundred thousand maybe. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't have come over for chicken feed. That's for sure. Um, he's cultured. I can't. <laughs> he's cultured, and there's sometimes where I sit there and I'm like, we should play you as a ten. Some of the things that you could do are fucking unbelievable. Like the ball, the ball in um in that um the ball into the Hamill goal for the in the Sydney game. Um, you know, a couple of cheeky flicks he does. You know, a couple of finishes. He won some. He won. He won us. He yeah. won us games off his boot multiple times. Two or three of them. The, 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 we got three points from. We were we weren't in a titles race, and they were shit performances that we did. And he. Mm. He salvaged goals out of nothing and finished and did it. Um, but so at other I, times then he didn't, like against yes. Sydney on the weekend. We're paying you for goals, buddy. And like I know all the other stuff. I came around to him big style, but then I can't overlook. It's like you put ball in net. Yeah, we, from win, from like in net from, five, from five from five meters out with the whole oh, thing to shoot at. Yes, sake, I'm not. Like... I, I'm I'm not going to get over that. I can't get over that. That's just. It's not. It's not quite as is Bayich, but it's no. It's, it's close. It's but yeah. The amount of money he's on and experience, <laughs> so, it's, when, probably it, it's probably worse. It's probably worse. Um, he, however, he's... I'm willing to give him another go. But I don't catch the vibe that he wants to stay. No, I don't think he's going to stay. I would have, I would, I would bank the Frank for another year. Um, because I actually like this squad. I like this squad, and I think there's one or two tweaks that we make, and it's still there's very competitive. And he's good enough to win the 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 whole lot. There's I don't growth. think he's staying. There's still growth in the squad. There is growth in the squad, and I think that he would be better to stay another year. I actually, I could see Frank moving to another A League club. Yeah, I could. I Adelaide. Could, yeah, I could see that if if there was. I think if there was cash to be uh to be given to him, but it's it's also a thing of where does he go? Like he's still. What's let's get his stats. He's up not for ancient. No, he's not ancient at all, man. He's twenty nine. He's twenty eight. So, like, he came from Kievo, Verona. Um, you know, he'd easily go back to the Swiss League. He could kick it in City B. Um, he's he'd have options. I think he'd, yeah, for sure. he'd have options. And you know, as I said the other the other week, you know, you just got to keep having a look at his misses Insta stories. And you know, there's a dog. The dog keeps coming up. The dog was there again this week. It's the the, the dog is going to tell all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, but look, for him, it's a C plus. Yeah, spot on. Anyway, we're taking ages. We'll let yes, move yes, we are. <laughs> Gabenga Salami, gentlemen. Quick, let's let's get, get to these a bit quicker. Uh, a minus, because I, I reckon some of the most exciting times um, were delivered by him. Just like when you saw his growth so quickly and everyone was just like, yes, Ben. And Buds was like early, like he's got the best fucking tappers in the league. Like his feet are unbelievable. I think that was 
he was the real lightning rod for, wait a minute, we're building something pretty fucking good here. Um, and mm. based from last season to this season, B plus A minus. Buds? I could not believe the vitriol that I was hearing about Ben in the stands on the weekend. There are there are some in our fan base that are just like, he is the worst footballer I've ever seen. He is divisive within the fan base. Some people like... It makes no sense to me. I don't get it either. I don't get it. I was kind of amazed when he scored it's that baffling. goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not on board with that. Uh, mm. he's been he's been great for my for my for my money mm. this season. Um yeah, I yes, think he's been... faded out, but still very good. Faded out big time, but I'll give him a B. He's been um he's been great. Okay. Marco Rojas. It was a bit of a slow burn as it has been with Marco on his return, but I think we saw the best of him sort of in the lead up to the finals. Um the finals it was definitely a dip off, a dip. Um, what do you reckon, Buds? Are a B maybe or a B minus, C plus in that range? I reckon it's it can be considered a disappointment, but I think we saw some light at the end of the tunnel with him. Yeah, he's um his games against Western United were not great. It's just there's something about him. It's when he's on, he's when he's on, he puts smiles on Vuck fans' faces only like Archie Thompson could. Yep. Um, the Derby. The Derby. Yeah. He's, Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that game where we pummeled City 3 0. It was so good. Um but he was excellent in he was excellent for that month. Uh he was great in the game against Sydney FC where we pummeled them. Um put four on them up there. Yeah, he's a B minus. He he, yep. when he's hot, he's hot. When he's not, he's not. He's been famine or feast this season, unfortunately. But his goods been really, really good. Okay, next cab off the rank is Nicholas D'Agostino. Start with me. Ah, oh, well, look, I thought he had a great season. Um, I, I, I sort of thought I knew what to expect from Daggers, and then he gave us that. And then heaps more. Um, he, he became so important to this team, like a Tony Popovich side that, you know, maybe there's not a ton of goals and it's not always free-flowing, but something you highlighted, Budza, he, he just pounces on mistakes and is ruthless about them. And in, in this in this league, being able to pounce on mistakes as an attacker is it's worth its weight in gold and goals. And Daggers brought that. I mean, he literally made Margiotta unstartable. Um, so for me, mm. it's probably like from expectation-wise, it's an A, but from maybe performance of the season, it's probably a B plus. Yeah, B plus, man. You can't – in all competitions, 14 goals. It was 14 goals, I think 30, 30 games – Fantastic. Um, echo your sentiments. And, yeah, I was going to say he's he's relegated a uh, an international number nine to the bench for two-thirds of the season um, by pure performance. Um, he's one of Popper's old boys, but 
you know, he was, you know, he wasn't in Popper's good books all the time. And, no. Uh, no, not at all. So he's worked his way into the calculations and he's now fan favorite. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a B to a B plus for me. Very good season. Great stuff to build on. Oh, it's an, it's an A from me. Uh, well and truly exceeded expectations in terms of his role and his output. Um, but we've got to move on. Robbie Cruz, gents. Clarky. Oh, this is this is tough. Uh, it's just yes. Robbie's <laughs> Robbie's body has just let him down. Um, I thought we started to see Robbie just play a role, um, just come on off the bench and and just provide the class and just provide the experience in wide areas. His his ability to just get in front of his immediate defender and then just draw a foul to either just slow up the play or create a set piece opportunity. It's like, I think that's Robbie knows now that that's all his body allows for. And he started to play that role superbly, but then, you know, cut down with injury again, purely based off what we're probably still paying him and, and what he's contributed. It's probably a D, but like, uh, that's the most painful D I've ever had to give out because, yeah, I, I thought we were starting to see something from Robbie, um, but body, and surely, surely we don't sign him again. Uh, uh, I would hope we don't, and that's from one of the biggest Robbie Cruz fans ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to – I I can't rate it, but he scored more goals in the league than Economides. He did. Fuck. That, that's grim. That is fucking grim. Yeah, and I think we'll just got to rate his time with us if we're going to say that's the end of him. His time back here has not been great. No. It's not been great, which has been really sad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he um, I, I, I didn't expect him to play a single minute this season. I was amazed that he... I was amazed that he went around again, and he did. But I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen again. But, yeah, it was unfortunate that he uh, did his name. Okay, we're going to just skip through the, the last three or so names. Um, I'm going to just ask for one-letter responses to these guys. Actually, maybe just a little bit more on Nishan Villapillay. Um, he's been he's been what an encouraging sort of from a development perspective, um, an encouraging sign, if you like, of, of what the club can deliver from its youth stocks. Yeah, Nish Nish grew this season. Um, if you remember, I was I flagged him pretty early. I was like, hope that he would have a breakout season. I don't think it's um like complete breakout season, but I think everybody who watches the victory now knows who, who Nish is. Um, and I think he needs to build on that next season. For me, it's probably... It's probably a, a B, B minus. Um, we haven't seen the best of Nish yet. Hopefully we do because um, it looks pretty promising. Yeah, he's a, he's a jet of a kid, um, 21 years old. He's got a lot of improvement left. Uh, good season from him. B minus. Very good. And just quickly, um, Leighton Brooks. Uh, limited opportunities, C plus. Um, I like Brooksy a lot. He's clearly too good for 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 the level that he's currently playing at in in the lower setup. Um, 
hopefully there's some opportunities for him next season. C, C plus. Yeah, SC. Okay. Well, I think that pretty much will wrap up our report cards for this season. Uh, obviously, it's going to generate a fair bit of discussion, not only on the Discord, but on Twitter and Facebook. So we hope uh, you enjoyed that. Uh, we think it's a tradition now. We we do it most years where we run the rule, and it, it was a, it was. It's a lot, a lot more enjoyable this time around uh, compared to the last couple of seasons. So, importantly, though, we do need to talk about who stays and who goes, and I think we just need to really just, I guess, run through this based on contract expiry, which is serves as the good kind of measuring stick, if you if you like, um, of whether. It's worth keeping a player or not um, because if there's a player that's contracted, you know, then other forces will have to be at play in order for movement to happen. So the player's out of contract this coming June 30th or their contracts expire on that date. It's Marco Rojas, Francesco Maggiotta, Jason Davidson, Jason Guerria, Ray Maxan. Matthew Speranovic, Robbie Cruz, Louis, Laurie Latanzio, Lee Broxham, Ivan Kelleva, and Aaron Anderson. That's a fair chunk of the squad. Um, I mean, let's just quickly run through it um, because I think there's quite a few yeses there and some noes. Um, Marco Rojas, gents. Um, it appears that the club may have offered Marco another contract so we're not quite sure on the details but uh yeah it seems like he's staying on um i wouldn't be adverse to it but again what is probably going to be the the caveat for a lot of these is it it all depends on price really um in a salary cap league so yeah i have no problem to giving marco a year i think at this point he should be on year by year unless he can find someone who's going to give him multi-year then go for it um, mm-hmm. so yes, if the price is right, which it seems like the club have come to an agreement with. Yeah. Okay. Now we've, we mentioned the future of one Francesco Maragiotta already, his contract does expire. So, you know, it's, it's really up to him and, you know, but, uh, we'll probably just dwell on it for a little bit longer. And I didn't really offer my thoughts. Like I kind of feel like we, can do a little bit better in this space you know if we you know if you look across the not just globally but even in this league you know there are diamonds to be found you know you only have to look as 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 close as alexander priovic in 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 our own city uh, at western united or rebecca mikeltadze example up at newcastle to sort of see that there are players, um, you know, that we can unearth that next Borussia. We can unearth that, that style of player. And look, Marjota to me, I think, you know, I think that's probably it from, from my perspective. Um, anyone want to add anything else to that? Nah. Yeah, Jason Davidson. Look, it's it's an absolute no-brainer. We've got to keep the guy. Uh, his contract does expire, and I would suggest there'd be other A-League suitors, there'd be Asian suitors, there'd be Middle Eastern suitors. 
Um, we have to do everything in our power to retain his services, gents. Yeah, completely agree. Um, give him give him some more money. He's absolutely deserved it. Do whatever it takes to make Davo stay for at least another year. Yeah, agree. Jason Garrier is the other one. Um, the same two Jasons. As, yeah, same, same, same deal. Same, same. same. It is the same. Um, I don't want us to have this scenario that we had, uh, you know, at the, the successful year of, um, you know, 2014-15 where was, there was that squeeze and, you know, we lost Georgievsky. There was that issue there. I just don't want to see a repeat of that. Um, nail these two guys down. They've both been incredible. Speaking of incredible, Ray Marksan, his contract also expires June 30. So we're, we're getting into, you know, sign him serious, up. I can sign serious him up. cattle here in terms of um, the nucleus of the side. And you talked about this, Buds, but keep this nucleus of the side. Absolute no-brainer. Extend, sign, add two more years, add three for Marksan, in my opinion. Matthew Speranovic. Interesting uh... one. If he wants, if he wants it, if yeah. he wants it, unless look, unless unless we're looking at you know elevating Anderson in the squad or elevating you know, a youth player to get more minutes, but if if Spira wants one more year, I would probably say yes, and as a final year, very good. Now, Robbie Cruz again already talked about in dispatches, but no, it's his done. It's over. Done. No, it's over. Th- thank you, okay. thank over. you for your time, Robbie. Um, best of luck. Like, yeah, as brutal as that sounds, it's we have to. Th- these are the areas where we need to be a little bit more ruthless. Make sure he he gets looked after in the right way, sent mm. off the right way. But it would be it would be an extremely um, Irresponsible move to sign Robbie Cruz. I would, I would even I would even be surprised if he's still living in Melbourne. I'd, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't think he's still in Melbourne. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Uh Triple L, Louis Laurie Latanzio, his contract's up. Um nah, it's been I, it's, I, I, I think time's, it's, it's done. Time's yeah. up. Yeah. Nah. Uh now more importantly, um Lee Broxham. Now this this one's real tough because his contract's up. Now we do know that his contract doesn't contribute to the cap as much because of the loyalty clauses or within contractual arrangements with the A-League. So because he's been at the club so long, um, you know, we could pay, I think it works something like you, you pay him 150K, but only, you know, I think half of that counts towards the cap or something along those lines anyway. Um what do we think, boys? Um, uh, he can, it's, he can, it's... no, he, he can, he can, he's only, he turned 34 this year. Mm-hmm. He turned 34 this year. Mm. Yes, he turned 34 this year. He could look, 35 year olds have played in this league. Um, 39 year olds, 39 year olds are playing in this league. Yeah, he's, um, if he wants Lee Broxham to... decides when, when he's done. Lee Broxham decides <laughs> at this club. So yeah. he gets another uh, year. It's, it's, yeah. It, why not? Like, I just agree because he, I don't want to see him in another club. He's got, he three, won't. He's he got won't. three kids to feed, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, shit's expensive. <laughs> Those SUVs don't fill themselves. Uh, very good. All right, I think this one's um, one we've been waiting to discuss for a while. Ivan Kelleva. Now, I, I love Ivan. Yeah, and and this is a tough one, but. It, 
it, it's it's hurt at times to sort of look across the league and see the likes of Jamie Young, Ollie Sale, um, and to a lesser extent, the likes of Gauchi, you know, um, and Mark Pirikini. Oh, how could I forget? Um, yeah, local keepers um, performing amazingly. Um, and, yeah, the whole visa keeper thing, I this is my theory and what I hope is the case. I want to have this belief that Popper signed him for the one year knowing that it was a stopgap measure because he had someone that he wanted to pick up after this one year and that will happen. That's that's my theory or belief. What do you boys think? Hvala Ivan Sretan Put. Yeah, whatever Bud said. <laughs> I loved him. Um, I love this time here. It's been a sometimes good, sometimes it's shit. Been a ride. Um, it's been a fucking ride. Um, but if we're serious about improving this squad, yeah, if we're, that's if what we're it comes absolutely down to. serious. That's what like it's there. Like he's not. Play, he not, doesn't play. He doesn't play Asian as well. He like you know. He, yeah, uh, if, that's if a waste. Just, it's a yeah. waste. Although we're not in the. Um, no, we're not. The Asian Champions League, anyway. But yeah, anyway. anyway, all right. Last one to talk about: Aaron Anderson barely cited this season, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I assume the club will give him another deal. It seems like he's he's in the plans, but it also depends on where Matthew Bozanowski's at when he comes back to the club. Um, Budza. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's all, it's all about squad management now. Um, he's he's young enough, and yeah, he's he's played at this level. It's um, I dare say he's one that was probably last under the Brebner reign. You're wondering why he's not getting any kind of minutes, and uh, you probably give Aaron Anderson, uh, a local boy, a another contract. So that pretty much takes care of our season review. Big thanks to you both, Clarky and Budza, for providing your input. And look, um, thank you both for your efforts this season because obviously the season is over for the VAC and we at FES are going to take a break as well. Alongside all that, I really want to take some time to thank our Patreons uh, and everyone that is on our Discord, which, I mean, you're probably sick of hearing about how awesome it's been, but it really has been tremendous. But not just our Patreons. I want to just thank anyone and everyone that's interacted with For Vuck's Sake this season. Your support means a lot to us. We are just fans doing this in our spare time um, for the passion that we have for the club and for the league as a whole. Gents, do you have anything to add to that before we sign off for the night and the season? Mon No, thank you to everybody. Uh, it's been uh, another uh, another hard slog, but uh, a rewarding one. I think the, um, the league... Uh, had the ass fall out of it almost uh, through the season. And I think um, Melbourne Victory did their best to pick all our spirits up and restore pride and uh, made 
coming here a heck of a lot easier and um just all the people that come up and say g'day um at games and you know drop us messages and um support us uh you're all worth your weight in gold so thank you uh thanks to clarky for you know the best new recruit uh in in the oh, uh in the game this season unbelievable thank you for all your hard work mate uh you've never made us look and sound so good so thank you for all your efforts this year mate absolutely wonderfully appreciated by us um and um yeah onward and upward and hopefully we smash manchester united in a month's time <laughs> uh, uh on a personal note thanks to thanks to you two and, and jason um for inviting me on to, to join this podcast. It, it was a real sort of um, pinch yourself fan moment for me. Um, I've been listening since the first episode. I, I was a rusted on fan and, and to come on to here and, and to talk shit with you guys every week about the VUC. Um, in a season where it's been so fucking good has been amazing. Um, shout out to the Discord. Shout out to anyone on the terrace who's, who's come up to me and said hello. Um, your support has been huge. Uh, not only to me, but to this podcast. And um, I'm excited for next season already. Brilliant. All right. Mon the back. Mon the vogue.